Hi and welcome back to the Mummy Warriors podcast. I'm your host Melissa and today I'm joined by Kelly. Kelly is a mum of two and also a life coach for exhausted mums. Kelly helps mothers find their identity again and find their inner joy. Kelly, welcome to the Mummy Warriors podcast. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. Thank you. It's a pleasure having you here. Now I want to start off with you telling our listeners a little bit about yourself and what you do. So my name is Kelly Fabiano and I am a life coach for exhausted moms. And I help them to end the tug of war between career and kids and their identity outside of motherhood so that they can do the things that light them up inside outside of that role of mom. Okay. And what inspired you to want to help other mothers? I am a mom myself of two young kids and I completely lost my identity um, in becoming a mom which is interesting because it's something I was so hypersensitive to, you know, it was something that I, I waited for a while to have kids. And honestly, when I was growing up, I didn't know if I wanted to get married or have children because I didn't want to lose myself. And then I became a mom and I lost myself. Yeah. And, um, I, I got to a pretty low point in my life, um, where I needed to actually seek, um, uh, outside treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once I had integrated enough mental health and treatment in my life, I also sought a life coach out, which is something I would have never done before. Um, because I really wanted to rediscover who I was outside of this motherhood and how I could bring all of these pieces that I left behind back into the fold so that I could live a life and not just be a role. Um, so I am really passionate about supporting other mothers and doing the same thing. Yeah, I could imagine it's like really common for a lot of mothers to come to you and discuss losing themselves. Um, because it's something that can kind of happen without you even realizing you wake up and you realize that your life isn't about you anymore and you can't, mm. like, you know, like, I'm, obviously I'm sure you've been through it. I've myself yeah. personally have been through it where I completely forgot what I liked. I completely forgot what my passions are. Yes. Um, <laughs> I completely yes. like what I wanted to do with my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I like many women, I'm sure who you speak to on a daily basis. Um, becoming a well for me like becoming a mom was something I really wanted um I just wasn't expecting it to me to be so indulged and like completely lose myself so I'm sure that this is something that in your industry is quite common with other other women and mothers yeah and I it's not a you know I it's there's not just one type of mom that's susceptible to this type of outcome I feel like I've worked with and spoken with and friends with moms all across the spectrum, you know, some that fought hard through IVF, through IVF, you know, over and over and over. And, and it, and it still happened. And then there's the shame and the guilt of, but I worked so hard for this. How could I possibly want anything more than to be a mom? Um, or, you know, I've just, I've worked with women all across the board and it's, it's, the, the, I guess it's the good and the bad news. The good news is you're not alone. You're in really good company. And the bad news is you're not alone. (laughs) We're it's, it's so incredibly common. And I think there's, there's so much behind it, but, um, yeah, it's, I, but everything you said, 
I've heard so many times. Yeah, so I can times. imagine as well. And like, I think it's such a positive thing that you went through something in your own life. And then now you're taking your own lessons and like guiding other women. It's like a little, like building a community, you know, explain your method of reconnecting with your body and soul after pregnancy and childbirth. Well, I think it's crucial because connection to our bodies and our emotions, our soul, our, all, all of that, that's what steers us forward in life. That's what makes life worth living is that connection. Um, I think, you know, I, there are many tools that I, um, use with clients to kind of get you back into your body. It can be as simple as, you know, just taking time to physically feel, you know, whether it's when you wake up in the morning or before you go to bed or any time really throughout the day to just take five or 10 minutes to feel what's going on in your body. Um, there are a lot of meditations. I, I love Mandy Shakatano. Um, she was my life coach and she also does guided meditations mm-hmm. and she has one for being with emotion. And it's just sitting with your body, sitting in your body and feeling what, what's coming up for you and honoring that and asking, asking yourself what you need that day. That's another simple step just in complete silence, <laughs> which is rare. I know. Yeah saying, what do you need? And just pause and see what comes up for you. Yeah. Um, and then there's all the other stuff there's journaling. There's, you know, I know there's a lot of, um, you see it a lot in therapy and I think in coaching as well, where they do inner child work. Mm-hmm. And I like to do, um, inner pre-parent. So I, I like to have my clients look at if they can remember some of what they were before they became mother, what pieces of that identity did they slough off that they would like to bring into the fold? Um, a lot, like I'm, I'm working with a mom right now who was an avid surfer. She would go surfing every single morning and now she's moved. She's moved off of um, the island and onto the mainland. So that's not a thing that she can really do every day. So it's finding her surfing right now. Like what is the new surfing for her? Yeah. I don't know if that answered the question. Yeah, no, it definitely <laughs> did. Waffling, no, I it definitely did because I know that doing this podcast, my own journey, I know that reconnecting is something that is required, you know, Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of us are on autopilot. I didn't even know myself was on autopilot. I wasn't feeling, I was just doing what needed to be done. And even to like, this is the first time I would have been saying this, like on a recorded episode, but like even doing podcasts, I noticed that I was just going through the week. Like I was never really connected. I wasn't really there. I was just doing, you know, the, the usual. And again, it just was something about reconnecting with myself and hearing other women who's reconnected with their self. It's an absolute game changer. Mm-hmm. Scary, <laughs> but yeah. it's, it's a game changer, especially if you've gone years. Do you have that with, with your clients? Like, is it a thing where it's been going on for years? Oh my gosh. Yeah. And, and really, so to put it in perspective, I, my children are now four and my oldest will be seven this fall. So it's really been less than a decade. 
but it's a whole lifetime, right? So if you've gone through it for months, you've gone through it for years as a mom, mm-hmm. but that's that my eyes, when you were speaking, they just, I felt them like kind of bolt out of my head because it's so it's that showing up and doing all of the things, but not being present for any of it. Mm-hmm. So we get up, we make the breakfast, we drive to daycare, school, work, come home, dinner, bath, bed, lay down. And it's just, I'm just doing the next thing Mm -hmm. after the next thing, after the next thing, I'm not, I'm not present for any of this. Mm -hmm. And then in my case, I would say, okay, well I've failed as a mom Monday through Friday Mm because my kids were in daycare. I had a three hour commute to work back and forth dinner and bath was rushed and I was snappy. And Mm -hmm. so I'd say the weekend is when I'm going to be a good mom. You know, I'm going to show up the weekend came and I'm exhausted. I have nothing left. Yeah. So, and it was just that cycle. I call it the hamster wheel from hell. It's like, you're just on it. You're just on it until you hop, hop off. Yeah. And it's (laughs) trying not to curse on your, (laughs) no curse, please do. You should listen to some previous episodes. Honestly, Um, I, I can imagine with your day to day, with your working with your clients, that's the thing that comes up. And facing it is like awful. Like, oh my God, I haven't been present. I've just been doing the, doing the do. And (laughs) just touching back on what you said earlier, once you reconnect with yourself and your body and your soul and your emotions, and you're in the moment, even if you work through those emotions, like for, for myself, like what I found is like, once I admit them, acknowledge them, carry on throughout my day, I'm fine. And literally Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. I, for me, I've just had more energy. So I've been able to be more present. Like I can go for a walk, even if it's like 25 minutes or whatever, yeah. or just, you know, things that you just generally wouldn't think of doing during the week, like baking or whatever. That's my, I think like for me, that would be a, my way of showing I'm present. Yes, I work, but guess what, you know? So, and as well, even shout out to the mums that are coming to you to get help in the first place. And oh my gosh. Yeah. 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 It's a hard thing. I feel. I agree. I think I, it's such a, it's a bit of an uphill battle as a solopreneur because the, the people I want to help the most are the people that feel the most guilty or unworthy of asking for that help. And but I can't imagine, I can't imagine coaching a different group of humans. I feel like moms need that support more than anyone at the end. You totally hit the nail on the head when you had said, um, being present with emotion, it it almost like it made it more manageable for you Mm -hmm. to acknowledge that it was there. Mm -hmm. That is like the key to really putting mom guilt in its place. Mm -hmm. So mom guilt is pervasive as fuck. (laughs) And every, (laughs) every client I've ever worked with has carried mom guilt with them. Mm -hmm. And when I say, so I have, I, I hold workshops too, for, um, different communities. And one of my strategies to, you know, having some semblance of balance or presence in your life is to drop the mom guilt. And I see that, the eyes looking back at me like, oh, that's nice. And how do I do that? (laughs) And when I say, you know, I don't have a magic wand, but I can tell you that if you can call it out, if you can see when it comes up and what it's saying to you, Mm -hmm. it's already 
lost half its power on you. It really has. And it you really just, has. you like you saying that, it's like, yes, that is it. I it mean, really you get has. it. Yeah, no, I, but literally I myself, I didn't obviously go, I went down a different route, but I, I know I needed help. But like literally, like for example, this week, my son has music on a Tuesday and I forgot to pack his recorder and mm. he gets a school bus too. So when he was on the bus and I came home to tidy up and get ready for work, I was like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and literally for, I would say a good two hours, I felt guilty, but then I felt it. I acknowledged it. I got over it. And then when I, when he came home from school, he was like, oh, we just wrote, we drew music notes. We didn't even play the recorder, so waste of time. But what I love though, is that it was two hours. It wasn't two weeks or two, you know, exactly. I, I mean, I would love for it not to be two hours either. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I mean, you would shout it out all the moms that have reached out and gotten help. And mm -hmm. I'd like to shout you out for oh, that same thing. You. I mean, I think that, and when to bring it all back to reconnection and, um, really being present with yourself. That's such a gift that keeps on giving. It's a ripple effect it for is. our children too, because if we can show up and we can feel fulfilled and present and we can look, I don't know the, the right phrase, but having this work lights me up inside. Yeah, I can it's tell. I <laughs> yeah. So my, I'm, I'm a life coach. I'm also a death doula. Mm -hmm. So my, I've heard my six-year-old brag about me to oh. other kids, kids and go, my mom helps people and she yeah. loves it. Yeah. And it's like, I know that he, he was not bragging about my present career or my previous yeah. career. He was like, yeah. my mom's really good at production finance, <laughs> yeah. but because it wasn't lighting me up anymore. If it was yeah. lighting me up, then they, I think he probably would be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, how we, if we can show up for ourselves and love what we do and, and find something to get excited about, it's just, it, it's a gift to our kids too. It, it really is. is. And can you also verify as well from yourself and for the clients that you see when you follow up with them after they do the work, don't they notice a transition with even with how their kids are as well um, compared to when they were when we were all on autopilot, snappy, tired and doing everything on the regime and on the clock? Did they for yourself and your clients have they, they noticed a difference with how their kids have reacted to their change within them? Yes. Yeah. And their partners and their I honestly I every time I have a final session with the client. I'm always nervous. I think, did I do good by them? You know, mm -hmm. did I do my job? Was I good enough? Really as a life coach, this isn't our journey. It's completely our clients and it's mm -hmm. not about me at all, mm -hmm. but, um, I sure can make it about me from time to time. <laughs> Same. <laughs> and I'll say when I'm like, when I'm compiling all of our notes from previous sessions to talk about the transformation and all the different shifts they've made, there are these little micro changes throughout our, you know, 12 weeks, 14 weeks together that lead to this really sustainable shift mm -hmm. in how they live their life and how they show up for themselves. Um, and to me personally, I, I was, um, just speaking on this earlier. I, uh, I actually love my life Yeah, and I know who I am today for today. I, mm -hmm. I know that's going to evolve and change, 
but I know me. I'm connected to me now. I can tell when things are sitting funny or they're not in integrity or when I need something, I'm aware and I'm on fire for the life that I'm living. And I didn't think that was possible. And I just, um, yeah, I'm just really, really grateful for that. And I've, I've been able to sustain this shift for several years now. Um, and I'm just really grateful that, that my, that my kids can see that they can, and they can feel that their mom's happy. Yeah. That's the most important thing as well. Mommy's happy because it's true when mommy's happy, they're happy too. They're they're connected to our heart chakra. So they know. Now tell me about that connected to our heart chakra. So (laughs) that just pulled at me when you said that. (laughs) So basically how I look at it is like my heart chakra and my son's heart chakra, they communicate with each other. And I think that's the case for for all women and mothers like our kids can read us more than we think they can and that's why it's so important I get that there's a lot of shame with oh you wanted to be a mum and now you're you know depressed or whatever else but there's a lot that comes with it a lot of more than the physical stuff there's a lot of emotional spiritual physical there's a lot all rolled into one Mm -hmm. so I'm happy that there are people like you out there for women to go to, to get help that can help them, you know, so they don't have to be by themselves, you know. I want to know what your best tips are on how to carve time out and space for yourself as a mother. Uh, So my first one would be to start small, you know, start with five to 15 minutes every day, but make it every day. It can happen every day. (laughs) Um, I have this on my website. I have, uh, uh, these thought cards that you can download, um, called, and it's a cheesy title, um, but 21 days to you. And it's 21 days of either prompts or activities, reflections that take anywhere from five to 15 minutes, um, that you pull a card each day and you do that. Mm -hmm. And you start small and you'd be amazed how easy it is to integrate more and more and more time mm-hmm. into your day. Mm-hmm. Um, if pulling thought cards are not a thing for you, make a menu, write down a menu of all the things that really bring you joy and have it somewhere nearby, either when you wake up in the morning, whenever, whenever you have that chunk of time. For me, it is I wake up earlier than my kids, which whoo, they get up early, but <laughs> I'll, I'll wake up before them to do this so that I can start off on, on that footing, but pull from that menu. So if it's, um, some things that I love to do that kind of went by the wayside are dancing. I love music. I love walking. I love nature. I love reading. Mm-hmm. So, um, I keep those things top of mind or nearby. So if I'm feeling groggy and I don't want to use any headspace to choose what I'm going to do that day, I have a menu to pull from and just go, okay, or I yeah. can pull a card. Yeah. Um, that would be my first, first suggestion is start small. I guess, second suggestion, make a menu of things that you love and pull from that. Another one is boundaries, yeah. being, feeling comfortable asking for what you want and need from your community, colleagues, partner, whoever it may be. We all have varying access. You know, we don't all have the same access, the same financial situation, same romantic situation, all of, but there's someone we can create boundaries with someone we can 
can delegate or ask for help and support from. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you need help figuring out who that person is, reach out to me and I can help. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's another, another one is, is forming those boundaries and feeling comfortable delegating things saying, okay, this is not mine today. This can be yours. Yeah, I agree. And I think those are great tips as well, especially the menu one, because again, it's like digging deep, um, to, to remember what you love, what you used to love, what makes you smile. Um, and that's a good starting point as well. I think, you know, um, to get back to, to, to knowing who you are again, you touched on this a little earlier and I want you to go a little bit deeper into it. So your concept on how to honor your inner parent pre-parent. Yeah. Yeah, Sorry. Yes. Yes. So I want you to elaborate a little bit more on that concept. Yeah. So I, when I became a mom, it felt like I exchanged every piece of myself for this role. Mm -hmm. So I, and, and it wasn't intentional, just like you had said, it's, it's not something that I even really noticed I was doing at first. I think really, I was just trying to survive. Mm-hmm. with a newborn. And mm-hmm. then you just, then it's toddler. And then there's another newborn and then mm-hmm. it's toddler mm-hmm. and all, all of it. And I just, I had lost every single piece of me. I mean, there maybe were a few. And so one of the things I did, uh, and I worked through with a life coach was remembering who I was before I was a mom, mm-hmm. the things that I love to do, and also engaging with my core values. So there's this Brene Brown exercise that you can go through. I think you can look it up online, her core values exercise. And I, I went through that with my coach to establish what my core values as Kelly are. Mm -hmm. And was I following them? Was I leaning into them? Uh, where was I making space? for myself and my life mm-hmm. and bringing that into the fold. Okay. Cause that we makes- were all someone before we were mom. Right. Yeah, and exactly. And the thing is when, before we have kids, we don't think we think of having kids as an addition to our life. Right. So that means you are an extra piece. You are an extension. You are an added, I don't know. It's, it's another, another piece of my identity, but it's not oh, well, I'm going to die off (laughs) and then just be, just be, um, an empty shell that serves you for the rest of, you know, your life. And then, you know, maybe, maybe when I get older, I'll have time to figure out who I am. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I definitely agree with that. And I love the, the name of the concept. I think it's definitely a great theory as well. Um, and I can see where other mothers could take that concept and really build from that into honoring again just honoring themselves of who they were without the the guilt mm-hmm. um i want you to also explain more about releasing the illusion of control to find peace in parenting oh that one's a big one <laughs> so um it's really layered But, um, I see time and time again, and in my own personal life, um, specifically as well, um, this, I having trouble separating who I am from how my child's behaving. Like let's, for instance, you go to a grocery store and your child throws a tantrum Mm -hmm. when other people would be staring at my kid. I would be thinking I'm a bad mom. Yeah. 
I should be doing X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't know how to parent him. He's mm-hmm. being bad because I'm bad. Mm-hmm. All of this like attachment to my personality and who I was, it was his behaviors were indicative of how, who I was. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, as my, my older son, he's had behavioral issues from preschool and, and to current time now, mm-hmm. um, that have resulted in many, many, many calls from the school. Mm-hmm. And up until maybe a couple years ago, when that phone would ring, mm-hmm. I would, I would shrink. Yeah. I would become so afraid and I would feel so much shame. Mm-hmm. I would feel shame for how my child behaved. Right. And that's just not, you know, we have, we are responsible for supporting our kids and providing as much love, support, affection, um, give them the tools they, they need. Mm -hmm. If we don't have them find someone who does, Mm -hmm. but we are not responsible for who they are as human beings. We're not responsible for what they do. And so I like to work with clients who are having, um, having issues with that to Mm -hmm. lovingly detach their identity from their children's behaviors. I'm not saying be a lazy parent, don't care about your, I love my kids more than anything. Mm -hmm. I also know that if my kid does something at school, it's not because I'm a bad mom. Yeah. He's his own human being. I have to, I have to let go because holding on isn't helping. No, it's not helping. Anything. And it doesn't change more the situation shame. either. It doesn't. No. no. And I already have an, there's already enough guilt and shame to go around. Yeah. I, why pack more on? Um, so that's, that's kind of what that's all about for me. Amazing. And I love that concept too. Um, what I like, last thing I'd like you to do is I'd love you to tell our listeners exactly where they can find you um, if they want to reach out to you. Sure. Um, so I'm on Instagram and Facebook as Kelly Lynn life, life coaching, (laughs) K E L L Y L Y N N life coaching. Um, you can also find me on my website, which is life and death with Kelly.com and it's life and death with Kelly.com just as exactly as it sounds. Um, and, uh, I do have a coaching series that I take one-on-one clients through mm-hmm. called mom life reimagined that works on all of the things that we discussed here. So if that's, um, of interest to anyone listening, you can shoot me a DM, send me an email. Um, and I'd be happy to have a conversation. Amazing. Well, all of those notes will be in the description of the podcast. Kelly, it's been amazing having you here. Such, such a pleasure. Enjoyed this conversation. And yeah, thank you so much for your time and all of the wisdom that you've given into this episode. It's been amazing. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. And I'm just so glad that your podcast exists because you're a shining example of all of the things. So (laughs) thank you. (laughs) Thank you.